this is Vihan. And this is Bailey. And welcome back to our weekly podcast on Lord of the Flies. This week we are doing chapters four and five. Okay, so chapter four starts out with a vivid description of the sun and heat during the day. They accepted the pleasures of the morning, the bright sun, the whelming sea, and the sweet air. As time when play is good and life is so full of hope was not necessary and therefore forgotten. Toward noon, as floods of light fell more nearly to perpendicular, the stark's stark of color of the morning was soothed in pearl and absence, and the heat, as though impending the sun's height, gave it momentum, became a blow that ducked running from the shade and lying there, perhaps even sleeping. Chapter 4. Vihan, what do you think the sun and heat represents to the boys as the novel goes along? And that is a great question. At first, the boys thought the island was good and that their survival would be a fun adventure. However, by chapter 4, it is no longer good, but oppressive as the boys run into the shade whenever they feel the heat and see the throbbing sun in the sky. This symbolizes the authoritarian social structure, social structure that they deal with on the island. The sun is also an archetype which represents the giver and destroyer of life, in this case, heat. Now on with the novel. The story, the story starts out in the perspective of the little ones who are playing with um, sandcastles on the bank of the river. Everything is normal when Roger and Maurice, who were tending to the fire, came down for a swim and destroyed the castles on their way there. After a moment, there represents the divide between the little ones and the big ones. The undoubted little ones, whose those is about six, led a quite distinct and at the same time intense life of their own. Behan, what do you think this divide on the island symbolized? I believe it symbolized the social divide between the government or the wealthy and the common people. The big ones representing the authority and the little ones re- representing the peasants. There's no, there's so much evidence for this connection as the little ones are described exactly as peasants. They don't care about the quality of their food, their use of diseases, they obeyed the leader, etc. Anyways, Roger and Henry, one of the little ones, had a quarrel which didn't go anywhere. Okay, so the setting changes to the jungle where Jack and his small team of hunters were trying to finally catch a pig for themselves. Jack found some clay and charcoal which he used to rub on his face to sneak up and stab the pig. The extra hunters were there to assure that the pig can escape. There were a lot of um, suspense leading up to the moment. However, Golding ended it on a cliffhanger. Um, I guess we won't know till later. Still, um, stay tuned. Um, next, the story starts. Um, it shifts to Piggy, who, as per usual, was bombarding Ralph with a ton of questions on the, about projects to keep the boys motivated. He suggests making a sundial, which uh, Ralph sarcastically replied to. It seemed he was losing his motivation and just wants to get off the island. Luckily, it seemed Ralph was about to get what he wanted when he spotted a ship on the, on the horizon. Smoke, smoke, he shouted, and the boys were excited at the fact that they were going to get saved. But then Ralph realized that the smoke on the mountain was out and that they didn't have a signal. He frantically ran, grabbing Piggy's glasses and trying to light the fire again, but it was too late. The ship had already passed and there was nothing he could do. When the band of hunters came back, he was pissed. He knew that they were supposed to keep the fire going, but they went hunting. As the procession walked towards the mountain, they were carrying a big, juicy pig on a stake. It seemed to give a sense of ominousness to the scene. Bailey, what what do you think the dead pig symbolizes? I think it symbolizes the barbaric actions and evil the hunters are descending into. Before, Jack couldn't kill the pig because of the unbearable amount of blood, but now he and the hunters have bloodlust on their minds. It seems they'd be addicted to hunting now. 
you should see the blood slit, Jack. The goal used to be just to get off the island, but now not so much. Anyways, Jack and Ralph get into a quarrel about which is more important, getting home or getting meat. Piggy tried to get involved, but ended up getting his glasses broken by Jack. Eventually, they lit the fire and cooked the meat, and the boys came together again under the presence of a warm fire. Before, these fantastically attractive flowers of red, of violet and red and yellow, unkindness melted away. Chapter 4. Bailey, what do you think this fire symbolizes? I think the fire represents another archetype in this chapter. The fire archetype is both protective and destructive, and in this case, it protects the boys from going against each other. That didn't last long as tensions rose when Jack didn't give Piggy a feast. Simon ended up giving his feast to Piggy, which unveils his basic human compassion, whenever, and he ever gets he gets shunned for it. Finally, chapter four ends with Ralph deciding to call up an assembly like no other. This one would be very serious, and a lot of things happen. Stay tuned for chapter five to find out more. All right, so chapter five starts out in perspective of Ralph, who's just stormed off of deciding to call an assembly and a meeting. Almost a walk um, back to the meeting assembly area, Ralph has a few moments where he recalls the boys' first day on the island, where everything seemed to be fun and new to explore, a reference to the repetition of the sun and heat in the beginning of chapter four. Yeah, and as Ralph is lost in, his, in the stream of thoughts, the sun starts to set and Ralph starts to walk faster. By the time the sun has disappeared, Ralph breaks into a run towards the assembly area. Bailey, what do you think the sudden sense of urgency in Ralph represents? I think that, of course, this is a sense of urgency and not only represents the sense of urgency having assembly before it gets too late and it gets too dark to hold one, but the sun setting itself may symbolize the reality of the situation and the reality that they might be here for quite some time or just may not get rescued, rescued at all. Excellent point. So when Ralph finally reaches the assembly area, Bowling goes into a description of the, of the assembly area, explaining the triangle shape of the assembly area to the importance of the chief's seat and the jokes that have been placed upon it in the past. And, Vihan, there's an appearance of an archetypal, uh, archetypal symbol here. What is it? The archetypal symbol presented in the scene is the triangle, which is used multiple times to describe the shape of the assembly area. The triangle often symbolizes balance and unity, which an assembly would represent as a figure of unity between the boys and this makeshift society they have thus far established. Excellent point. So, Golding, after Golding gives his description, Ralph sits on the chief seat and blows the conch and waits for everyone to arrive. Through all of this, Ralph starts to think about how chief should be. The trouble was, if you were chief, you had to think. You had to be wise. Um, chapter 5. Then Ralph decides that he isn't Piggy, or decides that he isn't Piggy, and therefore he shouldn't think because Piggy isn't a chief and couldn't be chief. Yeah, and so when everyone gets to gets to the assembly area, Ralph states that they need an assembly to decide on what to do and need to get those things done. And he gives a list of things the group has decided to do but never acted upon or get done. First, Ralph mentions the agreement to put water from the river in coconut shells in the shade or easily accessible fresh water that is cool and so one doesn't have to go all the way to the river. Next, he mentions, he mentions the shelters, which everyone except those on the mountain with the fire sleeps in. He then asks them who built the shelters, which people gave a very noisy response to because everyone helped with the first shelter. The little ones didn't help with the second, and only Ralph and Simon made the third one, which is not in good shape. Next, Ralph mentions how they could agree upon using some collections of rocks just beyond the bathing pool, bathing pool as a bathroom since the tide washes it away, but some of the boys, particularly the little ones, 
haven't been using the rocks and instead go in the bathroom where they pick fruit. Rafa explains multiple times that it's nasty, but golems and many of those can't take him seriously. Next, Ralph starts to talk about the fire, and everyone goes very silent. He talks about the fire's importance on the island, how they might die, especially since the appearance of a ship earlier that day. Yeah, and this is a statement that some of the hunters can't seem to take seriously, since they're the ones that think meat is more important than the smoke on the mountain produces. Ralph counters this reaction with some angry explanations, ending with, We've got to make smoke up there or die, page 81. Definitely. Next, um, Ralph says his second-to-last point, which is that the only fire on the island should be the on the mountain. If someone needs to cook something, they should go up to the mountain and cook it there. Finally, Ralph makes his last point, which is things he thinks things are breaking up, since many of the boys are starting to get frightened. Then Jack picks up the conch and starts accusing the ones of starting this fear with the mentions of beasts and beasties in chapter 2, then sort of exposes Ralph for what he said about how the little ones scream and cry during the night. Then after this Bond set of statements, Piggy takes the conch where he tells the little ones to shut up as they have started to make a lot of noise and suggests that there is no beast and they might just be becoming frightened of people. Yeah, no one has a particularly good response to that statement. Anyways, one of the little ones ends up coming forward with stories of seeing a dark figure in the jungle when Ralph asks if anyone was out in the jungle that night. And this is where Simon comes forward, saying that he know he was going to a place he knows the same place he goes to at the end of chapter three. Yeah, and then a second little one comes forward, saying he saw the same dark figure but coming from the sea. The statement is followed by a lot of arguing, where they end up coming to a sort of conclusion that it was a ghost. Now there's some fighting over the conch after Piggy says he doesn't believe in ghosts, and Jack is saying that he doesn't care about the rules, whether it's a conch or not, and then vowing to go hunt down and kill this beast. He runs off. And everyone follows him except for Ralph, Piggy, and Simon, uh, where they stay on the platform and remark about how terrifying Jack is becoming. They also remark about how Jack hates all of them, especially Ralph because he is chief. Then their conversation is cut short by a whale of the little one, who said that a beast came from the sea, who has just realized that they may never get off the island and most likely die there. Well, that's it for chapters four and five of The Flies for this week. Stay tuned for next time.